The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Uh, that intro, let's oh, start yeah. with that. Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Christy Scales, Nicole Hutchison, Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez here with you at the SWBC Podcast Studios here at the Star in Frisco. Ladies, I wish uh, it wasn't such a somber mood here at the Star in Frisco today because your Dallas Cowboys coming off of a 42-10 loss. We just heard from Mike McCarthy. Um, I wanted to start with some injury updates that we just heard right now uh, uh, from Mike, starting with C.J. Goodwin and Leighton Vander. She said that it is probable that they will land on IR. Um, we'll start there. Christy, what does it exactly that mean for these guys? What are the limitations of IR? Let's go over that just one more time for anybody that might not know. What does that mean as far as if they are placed on IR, rules and regulations? Yeah, there are a couple of different designations. It could mean you're out for the season, but it could also mean four weeks. So, um, for example, guys like Matt Willetsko and Nashawn Wright, uh, starting the season on IR, after four weeks, you open a three-week window in which they could return. So in in the old days, IR was the sen- uh, sentence where you are out for the rest of the year. But uh, over the last few years, that has changed. But uh, obviously not good news. And Leighton Vander Esch with his history of neck injuries going yeah. back to 2019 and just the awkward way. That was a horizontal rock'em sock'em robot uh, hit that he took. And it was sort of a friendly fire incident where his head was down and he collided. He was pushed into, um, not in a illegal way, it was not a penalty or anything like that, but um, uh, pushed by Trent Williams, the Cowboy, the 49ers offensive tackle, into Leighton's teammate Micah Parsons. And the way his, his neck and head kind of crunched down, it, it didn't look good at all. Um, so uh, they also, most of the guys last night when they left, they didn't go to the locker room. They headed up the tunnel towards the x-ray room. So um, disappointing for Layton. And then with C.J. Goodwin, he actually went back in for a play, tried to get through with that. Um, first, we thought it was a shoulder injury. Now we know uh, pectoral, but uh, wasn't able to finish the game. He was out from the second quarter through the remainder of the game. And so uh, very disappointing because he is your special team's ace. Just got some good news though right uh Cavante Turbin at least we assume that it's good news for now um I know Mac McCarthy was saying that uh he should be in practice this week but he'll be kind of keeping an eye out on him um but yeah losing a guy like him that would actually add more to the fire if they do lose out on Cavante Turpin but I think that that's actually some really good news for this offense especially with the dawning schedule they do have coming over the next three four games so yeah absolutely um another batch of of injury news was uh we talked about Dak Prescott uh off to the side with Mike and he said he's good nothing to worry about there um his his finger got stepped on and so he had a bandage over his uh I won't hold up my middle finger but it was his middle (laughs) finger don't do that it was his middle (laughs) finger and they did a a tape job and bandage uh, around that that happened uh, earlier in the game absolutely so good there um and 
other than that, those are really the the three was Terp, CJ, and Layton that yeah. Mike talked about. Other than that, Tyler Biotish. Tyler Biotish, he said um, he's working through everything still, and he's hopeful that he's available yeah. for Monday's game. He missed so. part of one series. Ironically, it was the only uh, offensive series that resulted in a touchdown, but um, uh, turned his ankle, had it wrapped up, and re-entered the, the game. But uh, they will obviously keep a watchful eye on that, and as Mike, yep. Mike said, hopefully he can practice and be ready for next Monday. Uh, Donovan? Donovan, um, he did mention that Dono is, is good. Um, he didn't really go into a lot of specifics about Dono. Um, yeah, he got it. It was he, it was good news though because yeah, he um, said it was good news. Um, they're just there was a couple of things that they were working through to figure out, but he he should be. He's hopeful. Well, we'll leave it at that. He's hopeful. What happened with that is that was late in the fourth quarter. He got his ankle rolled, and so in the um, blue medical tent. Uh, they had taken off the shoe. They had, you know, checked out his ankle and his foot, and then uh, they put the shoe back on. So that was, you know, good. He obviously was not going to re-enter the game because at that point in the fourth quarter, they had already uh, taken out uh, a lot of the starters and the backups were in. So he was not going to re-enter the game anyway. Well, we hope the best for all of these guys. Uh, just an already very deflating loss that uh, just keeps pounding at, at the Dallas Cowboys and their health. So... Uh, wishing all the best for all these guys and it's never easy to see a teammate a brother go down especially with these scary injuries and it's just such a reminder of how delicate this game can be uh, in such a short time's notice let's get into this game ladies there's a lot to unpack here and I would say we could go through the good the bad the ugly <laughs> but it was just ugly and bad there, very ugly. Let, yep. let's be blunt with it it was yep. very ugly very bad and so um, let's unpack it and let's let's go through it. Aisha, I know uh, we we talked on the phone earlier today and you said, Lord, I do not want to go through this tape. <laughs> it hurt. It, I'm sure. I'm sure it hurt a second time going through it. How bad did it hurt? <laughs> it was really bad. bad. It was a little painful. <laughs> let's go through. What are some of the things, initial thoughts that you have? Let's start on the defensive side of the ball. Let's start with the defense. We'll work our way to the offense uh, in the second half of the show. Starting with the defense, initial thoughts. What kind of was the domino that set the domino effect off uh, the pre-snap penalties i mean honestly and there obviously were some po post-snap but on that first drive i mean donovan wilson comes in he feels perfectly <laughs> feels perfectly but he gets a hold of mccaffrey's face mask it's 15 yards and then a couple plays later cowboys have him in a three and out situation <clears throat> jaron curse yep unnecessary roughness and they go down there and get seven. And that really kind of set the tone out. I felt like the defense and spots, you know, they had their good plays. And they held it together as long as they could, I want to say. It was seven to zero at the end of the first. And you were just like, how is this happening? It, it felt a lot worse it than felt, that. It yeah. felt a lot worse. But they played stout. They played stout in certain spots. But I just, uh, Jaron Kirst said last week about the Cardinals. And we asked him, like, what was the problem? He said their will was stronger than theirs. And uh, that's kind of how it was this, to this past game, is that the 49ers were just kind of out physical them. They just really, really took it to them in so many different areas. And I just was, I don't know, man, I, I was floored uh, kind of going back and looking because it just wasn't, it wasn't to the standard we've seen them play. And it just, it also seemed like there was some confusion sometimes on the back end and things like that too. I think that unnecessary roughness call was actually like the turning point of this game. It was a huge deal. It was a huge turning point. Um, 
and you think about it, you're on third, I think, believe it was third and four, third and five. Third and you get that call, third and four, you mm-hmm. get that call, and now, you know what I'm saying, you get a whole new set of downs. So it's like, at that point, you got to play in clean football. You got to play clean football. And um, I just think that this team, like you said, has not. I'm trying to say it as nice as possible, but I no, mean, it we was gotta be nice we gotta be, yeah. try to say it as nice as possible. Uh, you know, I, there's so much talent on this team that when you're playing like this, so uncharacteristic, um, and you have a standard of this whole franchise, I think it's honestly ridiculous, you know? Um, and it was kind of like disappointing for me because it's like you have so much faith in this team. Um, and I know Cowboys Nation was a little hurt about this as well, but yeah, you gotta play clean football in situations like that. Yeah. yeah. The disappointing think? thing for me is not necessarily losing to a team that is the class not only of the NFC but of the NFL. NFL. I mean, now. there's no shame in that. But what's disappointing to me is that there are no excuses entering this game. Yeah. It's not like two weeks ago where you say, we're without three of our starting offensive linemen. Um, you know, this – and going in – oh, we overlooked the, the Cardinals, mm-hmm. you know. It's nothing like that. Coaches, uh, ownership, players talked about this being a measuring stick game. Mm-hmm. And that's what you come out with, mm-hmm. you know? So that that's, to me, what was very disappointing is that everybody knew it was on the line. And it really was pretty evenly matched, other than Trayvon Diggs, right? And other than Peyton Hendershot being out, he was really the yeah. only guy out with injury. Mm-hmm. It these were your guys mm-hmm. yeah. and and San Francisco put it to you yeah I think what was the most disappointing to watch was how the fight was just sucked out of these guys so quickly it was they, they it was the third quarter when you really saw it they had a fighting chance going in out of the half right and and you could see the fight and then it was just penalty after penalty. And then after a while, it was like, okay, I'm not fighting anymore. Well, it, it felt like the big kid at lunch that kept beating you up, beating you up, beating you up. And they had a chance to stand up and hit back and say, look, you're not going to beat me up anymore. And they didn't. Yeah. And well, when you're getting bullied to that extent, you either fight back or you stand back. And they stood back. And the dominoes fell after that but penalties guys you're talking six penalties for 60 yards in this game yes the uh 49ers also had six penalties for 45 yards it was the timing of the penalties that killed you here it's yeah, it was big yeah. third downs big yeah, third, third down downs. penalties that just yep. said here you go go downfield and score with this and so to me it's the lack of discipline and it was it, christy i'm so glad you brought that up the the uh, lost to the Cardinals. There were so many things working against the Cowboys. You could say, okay. Self-inflicted yeah. wounds, it's, yeah. And, yeah, and injuries. Things yeah, things that yeah. happened in that Cardinals game that lost you this game tenfold. It, the same things. Self-inflicted wounds with penalties. You're talking lack of discipline. And then at the end of the day, like, it just didn't seem like everybody was on the same page again. Can, I, I just want to say, I, I don't want to say lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. Let's credit the 49ers here. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. And the way yeah. that they scheme some of these the the that's, way the way that they get those going. the way they get those matchups. Yeah. And you put the safety or you put the defensive back in a situation or someone like Marquise Bell, a young guy who's dropping into coverage mm-hmm. and all that they are they are putting them in situations where they have to make a decision and Brock Purdy 
Oh, wow, did he have an outstanding <laughs> yep. game. And money. and you take away – the Cowboys did a good job against McCaffrey overall, but guess what? You take him away, yeah, and it opens up everything about. else. Yep. So so I just want to be – with the lack of – and then at the end, you're, you're right, Jess, it totally got away from him. Well, you know, late third quarter, fourth quarter, that's when the turnovers happened and, sure. and when, when the score really, really got out of hand. But, um, you know, let, let's credit the 49ers as well. Yeah, I, w I wanted to add on. Did you have some? Break. Okay, I was, going to start <laughs> I was like, yep, we got to take a break. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion. We're also going to get into the Cowboys offense, a little bit of what Mike McCarthy said there, uh, what we noticed from the sidelines from Christy, and we'll get into that discussion. Stay with us. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We're getting into more Dallas Cowboys 49ers matchup uh, and post-game discussion. But first, check out the latest and greatest addition to tours at AT&T Stadium and at the store in Frisco. Meet Jerry Jones, an interactive experience. Get a peek behind the curtain and into the fascinating life of Jerry Jones with the focus on innovative fan experience in partnership with AT&T. This interactive technology gives tour goers the opportunity to ask Mr. Jones a variety of questions. For more information and to book your tour, visit DallasCowboys.com slash tours. I'm sorry, right. I was trying to hold that cookie in. But you know I what? <laughs> Eat your sorrows. We deserve it. You, you literally. It's so good. There was, it's, it's well deserved today. You're good. Aisha, let's jump back into the conversation that we cut off at um, there from the last break. We had to take our break. We're back now. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Christy was just giving credit to the 49ers and just how well they were schemed on both sides of the ball. And I wanted to add on to that because... That I think that is what hurt me the most coming out of this game is to hear the players say, we were confident mm. in our preparation. We were confident in this game plan. And then that's what it was. Because to me, none of the things that we talked about all this week 
I mean, we we watch film around here, right? Ladies, like we do. We get into the depths of things. And a lot of the things that you would think they would take advantage of and do towards the 49ers offensively, they did not do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the part that is disheartening for me. And I'm at a point as, as far as like how much I analyze is let's wait and see. Just because this is, Mike McCarthy mentioned today, like this is one of, this is such a different, the scores in every game and just how everything's transpired is, is something he's never seen before, the inconsistency. And for me, I mean, it's so hard to evaluate this team at this point in time because of the inconsistency. And I, I'm just, I think I'm the most disappointed that they said that that was the game plan that they were proud of and excited about. And then offensively, they didn't attack the way that you would think that they were going to. Yeah, well, one thing that Mike said towards the end of his press conference was they were expecting more man coverage mm-hmm. and they were getting more zone. They knew it would be a vision defense and things okay. like that. But you still need to, you know, hey, you never, you don't always get what you're you got to have a counter. Yeah. What's the yeah, counter? But, but the problem, you know, just not getting in bad down and distance, a few penalties setting them back, things like that. So, um, you know, uh, he also mentioned with the third down conversion through the first four weeks of the season, they're number one in the league and then fail uh, to convert on third downs uh, for the most part yesterday and um, then losing the battle for field position, things like that. So these aren't excuses. These are reasons. But you put it all together. And, and with the way she's like she's okay. Okay. Christy, no. she's going to jump over the table. No, no I'm listening no, to her. No, no, I'm listening to her. It's just, it, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating, especially too. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to go there. But just, just the 49ers, they run a lot of zone. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, this is. They don't change who they are that often. And so it's just like, and you know, like, they play against the Cowboys. They're going to throw out some wrenches. They're going to throw out some things or whatever. But it just was like, it just felt like another year of them looking less prepared on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm not sure if that's the case. Like I said, I'm not sure. They said they were comfortable with their preparation. I mean, it... Yeah, it's, 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 it's disappointing. Like it. You know, yeah. they, they one thing that Jerry Jones said in the pregame show, the owner's box, and something that they talked about last week was being more aggressive, right? And so um, uh, offensively, not just the way playing defense and getting after the receivers and things like that, but they did take more shots down the field. The only yeah. one that really succeeded was the touchdown pass yep. to Kevontae Turpin, right? Yep. That was a heck of a play. Great yep. adjustment. Outside shoulder and the it way he turned. Yeah. That was a fantastic play. But the uh, couple to Brandon Cooks, that last mm-hmm. one that was intercepted. Michael Gallup uh, missed a couple times. It, it, was, it was just off. Yeah. I think that you're throwing balls downfield, yes, but at the wrong time. And then they're not good balls. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like they would have had a lot of more success running the football, like that one drive that uh, was capped off by the Cavante Turpin uh, touchdown. You're moving the ball well. You're getting the ball in the right playmaker's hands, you know, and things like that. That is, I guess, the approach they should have taken. And I I think they kind of went away with that, if that makes sense. I also think it was interesting to see kind of how early the run game was was – kind of pivoted away from um and and it happened early on right and look you want to depend on your weapons on the receiving side you want to depend on a cd lamb and jake ferguson it's just they couldn't get out of the three and out fits guys i mean they didn't have a chance to even get to the red zone the only time they were close was the turpin touchdown and they weren't even in the red zone for that so it's, it's like you're talking about red zone production the last couple of weeks okay 
You didn't even have a chance to get to the red zone during yeah, this game. Yeah, field position. Boy, it they sure lost that field not, position battle. It yeah. was not there. And then you even talk about third downs during this game. The Cowboys were 4 of 11 with third downs, which Mike McCarthy talked about today. And, again, self-inflicted wounds is, is really the product of what you're seeing here. When you're looking at rushing yards um, – for this Cowboys offense, let's see, 57 total rushing yards. Your longest run uh, came from a 10-yard run from Tony Pollard. Receiving yards, you had 161 receiving yards. Your longest reception here was a 29-yard reception to CD. Um, and another big conversation that's being had is ball distribution again of you know, I, I think it was so interesting to hear Mike talk about how he's comfortable with the ball distribution and kind of where it's been. But what you've seen is that hasn't been consistent for these guys. You haven't seen a consistent playmaking threat throughout these games. CeeDee Lamb only having five targets, four receptions for 49 yards in this game. He was frustrated after the game. Christy, you got to, it, he, you got he, to hear he was, from him. He was frustrated during the game, too. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that's a little overblown what people are saying about some sideline kind of thing. Hey, that's... When you have a game like that and the mm -hmm. offense isn't playing well, that's yeah. no nobody's happy down there. Right. Okay, so let's. Uh, I I think that's a little overblown. But honestly, with the ball distribution, you only had 49 plays on offense. It's because you couldn't sustain anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then you were allowing long drives to the mm. um, 49ers offense, yep. and they were controlling the the clock. Uh, and the pace of the game, and so again, not excuses, but but reasons. But hey, when 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 it was going to C.D. Lamb and he was getting ten catches in the game, what were we saying? Got to get the ball to Michael Gallup. Got to yep. get the ball to Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I think feature your best players, man. Yeah, yeah. Like you feature them. Go ahead. I I was gonna ask you, Aisha, how do you how do you start with untangling this web on the offense that you saw? What is the first step you take in untangling this very weaved web that? It feels like um, a stack of jewelry that you kind of throw in a pile. And then after a while, you're like, I want that necklace. And you're reaching under and you're like, oh, shoot. And you pick it up and it's like a ball of necklaces. Yeah. How do you get to that that end game there? How do you start to untangle it? Because it feels like every week the Cowboys have kind of thrown different issues that all tie together in this little pot. And they're trying to reach out and say, okay, well, how do we fix this now? And you're, you're kind of holding this weaved web of of confusion and, and miscommunication, where do you start with that? Well, for starters, um, the offensive line getting some togetherness is going to be important. Um, there were their fair share of mistakes, but I, I felt like they held up okay. Um, when you have a game where you can't run the ball, mm -hmm. you need to be able to pass because there are going to be some teams that can defend the run well. And with that being said, the lack of vertical play on this offense is killing this offense because you can, when you go up against a team that has linebackers that can run sideline to sideline, tackle physically, and be on time, then that means that you have to be able to get them to pump the brakes, back up a little bit, respect what you can do downfield. And to your point, Nicole, like you talked about the, the deep balls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they happened, but did they have purpose? Nope. Were they, were they set up? No. Where like what was going on there, and so it's right now. It's they just need to help each other because the the play calling is very much so working the intermediate game, working, but they're not touching the middle of the field, and that's a problem because that's how people are beating you is attacking the middle of the field, and so for me, it's the lack of verticalness and you know being able to push the ball downfield in any capacity consistently. DBs, these secondaries. They don't care. 
they are literally sitting on everything. They are literally begging you to keep passing underneath yeah. because that's going to make you they're, – they're betting on the fact you're going to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because even though the Cowboys are good at – you know, they have been good. Hear yeah. me. They mm -hmm. have been good against other defenses, but not the best. Yeah. And moving the, moving the ball down the field and being methodical – they're going to keep playing you tight like this. And so, for me, it's opening up the play playbook from the receiving aspect, causing some conflict, make, playing guys open, mm -hmm. scheming guys open, because you're, it's going to be days like this, man. It, this is what happens when you play against some of the best. And then also, too, um, yeah, it just there needs to be some cohesiveness on that side of the ball to play together and do things that are that are helpful for everyone that's involved in it because it just was bad. And your quarterback got to be better too. He's gonna have to make some. He's he. he I, I need him to make some business decisions at the line of scrimmage when he sees that this is not favorable. Mm -hmm. And I just so so for me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to fuss, but it was. This just to me, this is this offense is not being run in a way that is gonna. It's gonna keep hap this is gonna keep happening until they break that and get respect from other defenses from that standpoint. My bad, y'all. I no, was not, not trying yeah. to go hard. No, like I, that. Uh, go hard. No, I, time on task is really gonna help, yeah. particularly with the line. Uh, you know, finally, hopefully Getting there's together, some yeah, continuity. Hopefully that helps and, out. You know, it, if Tyler has to miss some practice time this week because of the ankle, that's not gonna help. But the good news is, and we should mention that Mike McCarthy said that they're changing the. Um, process of evaluation mm -hmm. this week yeah. and part of it is because remember there's a monday night game next week so beneficial in a couple ways we got a lot of guys banged up and so yeah. it's, it's an extra day for them to recover and hopefully be able to play next monday followed by the bye week so time to get healthy it's a good time that's a good time but the other <laughs> yeah. thing is we talk about the 24-hour rule yeah. right 24 hours to celebrate or to put a bad loss behind you so mondays is spent evaluating what happened the day before good or bad this week, they're extending that Wednesday. by about 48 hours. So yeah. players have Tuesday off on Wednesday, which normally is working ahead to the upcoming game. That's going to be spent on corrections from the San Francisco game. So a, a, a different pattern this week. I think that it should help if you're extending that evaluation process, but you have to make use, the right use of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mike McCarthy was saying that, you know, we got to ask the right questions to figure out how to move forward. Well, you got to ask the questions that, you know, might hurt, might, you know, because you got to keep it real in these situations. And so, yeah, there's a lot of ball left, um, but I feel like you got to make use of this time in the right way rather than just saying, okay, yeah, we're going to sit down, evaluate, and take until Wednesday, an extra two days to evaluate the process. But you got to write, ask the right questions and fix these issues now before it gets down. Yeah, and, and he did, and he did mention taking the emotion yeah. out of it because yeah. they're still stinging, guys. I'm, I'm telling <laughs> you, that was about as somber a locker room and certainly one of the more somber charter flights home that we've had in a while. I thought, I thought coming home from Phoenix was pretty somber. <laughs> mm. Of course, it was an overnight flight. And most people are sleeping anyway, but it, yeah. it, it, it was going to be quiet. That, that was. Not a not a fun not a fun back end of the road trip. Oof. Well, <laughs> I I want to bring up a point here because going into this game, a lot of the questions to the guys were, does this feel like a playoff game? And on this end of things, they said, yeah, feels like we're getting ready for a playoff game. A lot of guys just had a lot to prove, not just to the world but to themselves for this game. And I, I think 
internally you put a lot of pressure on yourself and either it's a make or break and obviously you saw what come out came out of it um during the game um after the game Kyle Shanahan was talking and um he was talking about kind of how the 49ers prepared for the week and he said quote just watching them Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday they were all so locked in all week they didn't make too big of a deal of this game they seemed ready to go so from a coaching perspective we didn't feel like we had to do much all week but just coach them show them the film put the game plan in and our guys were ready so it kind <laughs> of just feels like on this side of the ball for for the Cowboys Maybe they got in their heads a little bit. I mean, really, when it's hard not to when you're media hyping this, oh, this is your dragon to slay. This is the game. This is the playoffs in October. How do you not? How do you not get in your head about that and then get down on yourself a little bit more than you usually would if your things aren't going your way yeah. and your pl- your plan's not working against them? I mean, it's... It's one of those things where I think time is going to tell how they come back from this adversity. I don't think this necessarily defines them as a team. You're still in week Not at five. All. Right. Like, let's let's be real with that, too. Yeah. It's barely week five. There's a lot of season left to go. Um, but I thought that was a little interesting. Though, yeah. It, you, you can't let this one loss turn into two. Yep. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Emotionally. And, and again, you know, the, the injuries that came out of this. I'm more <sighs> concerned about the injuries yeah. and how you're going to um, – fortify the depth at those positions, particularly linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Go. You know, oh my goodness. That's that, a good conversation so, because yeah. we're going to do that and, in the next and, break. And the conversation <laughs> that is happening right now is Mike McCarthy with Will McClay. Yeah. Um, Mike told us that as soon as the press conference was over, he's going to go on over to personnel and they're going to meet. You're yeah. about to talk about the defense yeah. a little bit more? Yep, we're going <laughs> to okay. talk about the defense here in our, in our next segment. Uh, stick with us. We're going to take our last break. When we come back, we're talking about the defense. Uh, Dan Quinn is actually talking right now, so we're going we're gonna to get into a little bit of what he said there about the linebackers stick with us this is girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger that's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper because it's personality that matters the most not looks join jigsaw dating today dating partner of the dallas cowboys You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. to our final segment of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to get into some Cowboys defense. We're actually looking at them right now uh, on the screen. But first, Dallas Cowboys Game Time, powered by Lenovo, the official gaming platform and community of the Dallas Cowboys. Sign up to compete in Madden 24 for a chance to win two tickets and a VIP experience to the 2023 Dallas Cowboys home game. Qualifiers begin on October 6th and will run through the 13th. Learn more and register at DallasCowboys.com. Okay. 
All right, uh, let's get into some Cowboys defense. We're getting some tweets from uh, Dan Quinn, who was in his press conference uh, about 15 minutes ago. Um, John Machota tweeting out um, that, according to Dan Quinn, he said if Leighton Vander Esch is out for an extended period of time, Micah Parsons could see more time at mm -hmm. linebacker, yep. which just makes sense. Uh, I mean, I think that's kind of what we all figured. Um, so let's get into that. Christy, I know you brought up your concern about the ripple effect these injuries from this game have, and Leighton Vander Esch is a big loss uh, on the defense if he's not able to play for an extended period of time, which it sounds like that will be the case uh, with that neck injury. Let's start there, and then we'll untangle well, our very weaved mess. Yeah, it's not it's not just his production; it's his communication skills, right? As the yep. guy who relays the plays from Dan Quinn to his teammates in the huddle and helping make sure guys get lined up. Now, uh, of course, he missed the three games last year with the neck stinger, and guys like J. Ron Curse and Malik Hooker, or Dono, guys like that can can step up and and fill a good part of that void, but. Man, you know, uh, Malik Jefferson was elevated from the practice squad over the weekend and ended up uh, finishing the fourth quarter and had been playing special teams. So he has had two of his three practice squad elevations. So unless they bring in uh, someone from outside, make a trade or something, I would think that you would take Malik and uh, put him on the 53-man roster as something that is immediate this mm -hmm. week. I would be looking to... Make a move. To make yeah. a move. Yeah. If you, You've got to make you a gotta, move. To, yeah. hold, to hold this defense together for what it is right now, yeah, yeah I would definitely be looking to make a move uh, there um, at linebacker. And the thing about Micah, you know, the position, not not the same as what Leighton does, yeah, right? Yeah, So, And then uh, Marquise Bell, uh, who has been a defensive back but gets moved to linebacker yeah. this year. And, and I, I think they um, – nothing against him, but I think they exploited some of his inexperience yesterday. Okay. That's not slight. They they exploited a lot of people yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Experience or not, a lot of people yeah, – exactly. But that's – look, here's the thing. That's what the 49ers do. Yes. That's what they do. Absolutely. That's why are they – they are – the best, if not one of the best teams in the league right now. That's why they are where they are, because they're mm -hmm. able to expose your playmakers. Yeah. If this happen, if we do lose Leighton, let's say that happens, which it's looking like we are, Damone Clark, he's not even on that roster. He's on the roster, but I'm saying he didn't play. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what does that do for Damone, a guy like Damone, and what should how should he step up in that situation? Yeah, yeah, he he, he got snaps. Yeah. So he um, he had bet, been battling a shoulder injury, and so yeah. the good news was he was able to to get past that. And so um, it, and man, he, I think he's had a very good year. Yeah. He had an outstanding camp, and so um, but again, he plays next to Layton. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's not. It's and, not the and same. basically what, what yeah. Micah had done previously you before know, going down to um, concentrate on defensive end. What I think is interesting, though, about Damone is him and Leighton have a very close relationship. They've worked together from their injury history, and they've formed this really close bond together. Uh, Damone's told me about how Leighton would go in with him in the rehab groups, and every rehab session that he had, Leighton would just go sit in there with him. Uh, when he was working back from his injury. And so him and Leighton have a really good communication. He talked about this big brother-esque type of relationship that they had. And um, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but that um, Leighton would say, well, Sean Lee did it for me, and so I'm doing it for you now because that's just what you do around here. And so um, I, I thought that was a really cool analogy when he mentioned that. But I almost wonder 
you know, because Mike McCarthy, they're still in the process of figuring out what happens, where these uh, injuries kind of take the team from here, what's going on. And he was asked about, well, who would be the communicator on the defensive side of the ball if Layton's out? And he doesn't know yet. He said, we're figuring yeah, things yeah. out. Well, it, it would be J. Ron or Malik. And right. it's possible that Damone could do it if That's Malik's going to start. Too. So what happens yeah. is there are three players that are designated with um, radio helmets. Uh, green. They, we call them green dots. And so um, three defensive players. So it's Layton Vanderesh, J. Ron Curse, and Malik Hooker. That's how it's been all year. Only one of them can wear it on the field at a time. So when Layton's out there, Malik and J. Ron are wearing their non-green dot helmets uh, since only one is allowed on the field. And so, um, ag again, J. Ron and Malik in the past have, have uh, worn that and been able to communicate. But still, that's from a safety position and not right in the middle of the defense at linebacker. Well, if you're going with this next man up as far as youth mentality that you've seen throughout the team, from the course of the last five weeks, act like it's been forever, but it, it feels like it. These five weeks have been long. Do you see Damone Clark being a guy that could have possibly, a possibly? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Absolutely. Aisha, how do you feel now with this linebacker core being as stiff as it is, where it's at, the ripple effect, and some other aspects that you notice from watching the game back that need to be shored up this week um i don't know if it's something that can be shored up but i was surprised at the like lack of pressure that the cowboys defensive line was able to get i mean there were plenty of times that purdy took like deep drops like seven step drops and i'm like what like and um what? like how are they just doing this um that was an element of the game that surprised me a lot i expected for the cowboys to exploit that right side of that offensive line that is statistically and even watching film had a hard time and they just played them very stout for the most part and that surprised me um that surprised me a lot and then obviously it's a trickle down effect because that leaves your linebackers out there naked and it's just you got then at this and then you see I saw a couple times Malik Hooker being the last person to make the tackle so yeah. Um, the linebackers being shored up and us figuring out what's going on there is going to be important moving forward because teams are attacking you at the edges more than anything at this point. And so you need linebackers that can move sideline to sideline and make tackles and not put so much pressure on your corners to have or safeties to have to do that. That is what the linebacker is for. We saw that yesterday from Fred Warner yep. and Greenlaw. Oh, they boy, took, did they have a great game. Ooh, Fred Warner. They're too good, oh, brother. too good. But I will <laughs> yeah, say... Yeah. I will say there were times like, listen, we one positive, Tyler Smith is a baller. Oh, yeah. Tyler Smith, every, he matched their intensity when he, he saw them, when he saw opportunities. And I, I was like, okay, okay, I see you, Tyler. Like, he, that is one of my only positives. The, the league saw him, too, at the end with that penalty, and he's going to get a little fine this week. I'm oh, predicting Tyler? that. Oh, yeah. Shake that jar. Oh, yeah. Shake that jar. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe we'll have him put it in here. No, actually, when, <laughs> when, when players just – FYI, kind of a, well, not a fun fact, because if you're the it's one paying fun. the fine, yeah. it's not fun at all. But <laughs> when, play, when players are fined by the league for things like um, taunting or personal fouls or, or things like that, or even for uniform infractions, mm -hmm. when a player pays a fine to the league, uh, it goes to NFL charities, which are, uh, over the past several years, been uh, mainly to former players' funds. And so, anyway, it can it can it can add up. It can add. He pushed him out the club. <laughs> he put him out the club. What so, happened? 
Well, at the, very, at the very end, Tyler Smith got the, the penalty at the end, at late in the fourth quarter, for the personal foul. So, uh, right? Didn't he at the Did end? Did he? Yeah, I it, so. there were, there was so many. But, yeah. <laughs> at that point, I was emotionally. I think I, articles. I was like, yeah, yeah. He he was going after one of the. Well, here I'll tell I, I didn't think he punt. I didn't think that he was first. I thought that it was. But um, anyway, but he's the one that got the flag. Oh, I didn't. Know. And so yeah, he's he's going to probably get the fine. Unfortunately. Well, we have um, self-inflicted wounds. Can we say <laughs> yeah. to your own pocketbook? <laughs> there we go. Hey, um, okay, Aisha, I like this little trend you started. We have a couple minutes left let's get some positives let's try here guys and and that sounds mean but i know of one that aisha would love to talk about that was jonathan hankins and oh yeah big dog play. big hank and those swatted balls thank god for those big hands really like that set the tone early and it that's why help. that got the defense back in the fight because there was a swatted ball uh let's see by hank two by hank mm-hmm. and then there were who else was it uh, something well, else well here, here, here's the problem. <laughs> Your defensive tackle led the uh, defense in passes defensed yesterday. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't even. Okay. Come on, Christy. <laughs> that one hurt, Christy. That one hurt, positive note Oh, it's a positive for Jonathan. No, that was th- those were important at the beginning yeah. of the game. Here's the thing. Uh, y- you're not always going to get to the quarterback. So as soon as they, you know, stop you short and you see them start to – uh, release the ball. What's the number one thing you got to do? Get your hands up. And so good for Jonathan with those two uh, passes there? batted. What's yours, Nicole? What's yours? I ain't said mine yet, technically. Just, just, just said <laughs> Hank is for me. <laughs> well, honestly, no, I'll let you take that one. I have another one. Honestly, my only positive is that KT touchdown, his second offensive touchdown. <laughs> of the season I mean nothing really positive came from that game other than Jonathan Hakins KT um Brandon that was a rough one that okay well yeah that's expected that's all that's that's always expected out of him that's honestly should be that's honestly it for me I mean it was such a disappointing loss Oh, sorry, the sorry. game's on, and I'm like, wow. Go ahead. Yeah, it, I mean, it, 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 it looks worse watching it, it a second worse. time than it, it was from the sideline <laughs> last night. It's like, ooh. It was rough to watch. It yeah. was very rough to, rough to watch for a team of this caliber that has so many, you know, good pieces it, that that can succeed, help this team succeed. So, um, yeah, that's that's my that's my positive man. What's yours, Christy? Yeah, I, I was going to say Turpin's touchdown, just uh, outside shot. It was a good throw yeah. and great mm-hmm. adjustment. That's hard because usually yeah. you're looking over the – going down the right sideline, he's looking on the outside. That was a really, really well done. And yeah. the thing is, you know, after Turpin went out, you know, you lose your return specialist. So Rico Dowdle uh, mm-hmm. was your kickoff returner and then Deuce Vaughn yep. on the punt return. So I would imagine it would be that moving forward. But what was disappointing was that the Cowboys on special – teams weren't able to take advantage of something that we don't see a lot in the NFL anymore because they Mm. keep changing the rules Mm -hmm. and that's to make it um harder to get more kickoff returns right and so the Cowboys knew Jake Moody the rookie kicker the third round pick for uh the 49ers he hasn't missed on any field goals but he doesn't have a booming leg on kickoff so they knew that they would have a chance for kickoffs in this kickoff returns in this game also kicking towards the north end of the field there was a pretty heavy breeze coming in so that ball was really getting knocked down um by the wind and so it was landing you know nine 12 yard line that kind of thing but the cowboys weren't able to you know get any big returns and and help in that field position battle 
I'd say, <laughs> y'all are so upset. Uh, so I'd say, Just let it out. Just let I'd, it I'd out. say that my lone positive is that it is indeed week five. Yeah. And there is a lot of football left. It's either we don't suffer <laughs> or it's going to be good. And so for me, I had to remind myself, I even tweeted it like it's just week five because it feels like it feels bigger. Yeah. Like Same. it feels big. But my only positive is that it is week five and that they can um, they can regroup and they can figure things out. You no, know, Mike McCarthy talked about them kumbaya and whatnot. So uh, <laughs> I hope that they 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 figure out what it is, the things that they need to fix and how they got to come together. Because, baby, we got three <laughs> months. Kumbaya is crazy. My bad, y'all. It's a military. Is this, is it, no, don't it's a yeah, no, thing. No, you're exactly was, right. Yeah, but, yeah, they exactly got time right. to, you know, huddle together and figure things out. But, yeah, yeah. we got three more months of on the job, on yeah. duty. So let's okay. figure it out. Well, my positive is that it's over. And uh, <laughs> you can turn the page starting tomorrow. And uh, we we will get into this discussion a little bit more mm-hmm. tomorrow. And then we'll start turning the page as the week goes on. Because, of course, the Dallas Cowboys will face the Chargers on Monday. Oh, I can't wait to see Justin yeah. Herbert. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. So, look, she's there's so, some I do. I love great quarterback we, play. And we know this. But Brock Purdy, wow, he was he was awesome he's yesterday. You he's know, you got to tip your cap. Yeah. Purdy yes. well, if you ask me. It oh, takes, my gosh. We almost got through the. It takes skill to do that. <laughs> Get ready, Jazzy. Here we go. Cha-ching. It does. Thank it you. takes skill, girl. All I, right. Played a good game. Well, let's end on that note. Um, like I said, tomorrow when we come back, we're going to discuss this a little bit more in detail. Uh, we didn't even get into special teams today, so we'll get into that tomorrow. The impacts of possibly not having CJ Goodwin uh, for an extended period of time. We'll ask around, see what we find out in the meantime, a little bit more about these injuries, see what we can get you. But in the meantime, Try to enjoy the rest of your day, Cowboys Nation. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, Stay safe, and we will see you back here tomorrow for Christy, Nicole, Aisha, and Jess. This has been Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?